and welcome to Homespun Wisdom, Talks with My Neighbour, with myself, Sarah Sharman. And Daniel Confino. The main man, how could we forget about him? I thought I'd just interrupt you there because, you know, I'm, I've got a voice in this podcast. Yes, you're the main attraction, Daniel. Now, we have been criticised for not getting on with it, Sarah, so down to business. Yes, which is topic of discussion today. Leftovers. Leftovers. Um, how you get them, what to do with them. Okay. And it's probably been quite a feature of lockdown because so many more meals are being eaten in, even if they were delivered by True. one of these companies like Deliveroo. Uber Eats. <laughs> Just eat. Do they deliver? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. There's many of them. Yes. And you can even go out and get it yourself, uh, you know, if you're so minded. Or better yet, meal prep. Yeah. Make it yourself. Set yourself up for the week. And there you go. Well, I have to say that the plastic containers that you get from these takeaway companies are incredibly useful for other takeaways, not just if you can't eat everything they make or provide. Uh, you can actually, you know, put all your other things in a nice sealed container and they stack beautifully in the back of the fridge where you forget about them for three days. And then when you come to look at them again, there's usually a little bit of something else growing on them, which makes you want to throw them away. So the cycle can be, and I know Jane was making fun of me about this, that your leftovers, you store them in the fridge for three days and then throw them away. But there are better policies, aren't they? I think you're good with leftovers, Sarah. What do you do with leftovers? How do they arise, by the way, in the first place? Well, sometimes I make food with the intention of having a supply for a few days or at least till the next day right if it's poorly managed i will eat most of the food and then have half a portion left so there's no point keeping the leftovers so i'll sit and consume yeah the leftovers so it's not what i imagine would be the case which is that you were actually cooking for your housemates and they didn't turn up no, generally... Or changed their plans and left you in the lurch with twice what you needed. Generally, in my household, you make your own meal. Everyone's okay. on different schedules, different uh, diet plans and all sorts. Right. So you cook for yourself. Yeah. But uh, if there are... If there's leftovers, it will last me a good few days. And then I'll have to eat it for three or four days in a row. Mm-hmm. Until I can't have it anymore and then I'll come back. Oh. My mum used to send me away to college with a whole load of meal preps that she made. And she'll put them in a big container. But then again, I'd be eating the same meal all week. You don't really want to defrost two meals. Oh, they were frozen, were they? These things she gave you? She made them fresh and then yeah, I'd then put them in the okay, freezer as soon right, as I right. arrived back at my college house. Well, okay. So... I mean, I have to say that in our world, the leftovers are usually the result of unplanned stuff. Right. You know, or just over-catering, because I, I do a fair amount of the cooking. I'm just really terrible at quantities. And so there's always going to be a lot of stuff left over. And, and, you know, actually, I don't like eating leftovers, truth be told. Really? I, mean, I do it because of that childhood thing that was drummed into me. And I, I think you may have the same same you know principles here which you don't waste food mm. you know and if you ever didn't eat something on your plate as a child you you got threatened with 
you know, been presented with it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, you know, in your room, alone, cold, um, until you ate it and you would learn a lesson from that. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there is this feeling about making use, even if it's not a delicious meal. And I have to say that during lockdown, the pressure on having a nice meal is greater because it's one of the few reliefs in the day. Um, so we've actually experimented with one of these meal kit companies. Can I mention the name? Sure. Mindful Chef. Okay, and how was that experience Yeah, you know, that works really well because it actually is designed to avoid leftovers. I mean, oh. they portion control everything. So you, it comes in a box. Like we get three meals at a time. Okay. And everything you need, and it's three meals for two people. You can, I think you can get family meals, whatever, yes. but then for the number of people, I suppose if you were a pig, you could get a family meal for yourself, you know. That's what they I would... do when various supermarkets have those dine-in for two. I'm like, dine for two? That's just a meal for mm. the and next also, day. When you're checking out, it looks like you're in a relationship. Yeah. You know, the person next to you won't chat to you out. I am in a solid relationship. Yep. The person next to you at the next checkout along through the other side of the Perspex screen won't chat you up because they'll think, no, she's, she's obviously, you know. Got a romantic. Yeah. yeah they, she'll look at, they'll, they'll look at your basket and think, oh, yeah, that looks nice. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't half mind being with her tonight, but, you know, obviously some other lucky chap. Well, they're there... not that lucky if they're getting a supermarket-made <laughs> meal. If they were lucky, they'd have a, a <laughs> I think, slaved over, I think the, the luck would be decided after the meal, Sarah. Oh, maybe. But look. Um, so you do a mindful chef. My auntie. Yep. Shout out to her. She's been listening. About time too. Hello, auntie. She has been using Gusto. Gusto. Yeah, that was the other one I thought of using. Yes. Because they they come up with the better ratings. I know there's this mm. big company called Hello Fresh, or maybe it's Hello Fresh. Or okay, don't Hello. go into jingles, Daniel. Carry um, on. Anyway. <laughs> I think they're the ones who are trying to dominate the market. And, and you know, we discussed earlier the Hertz Avis thing, the market leader and the number two. Yes. Number two tries harder, right? I, I get the impression that Mindful Chef is the try harder one. They actually come up with the more interesting recipes. And they have this brilliant program that for every meal you buy, they donate a meal to a child in need somewhere in the world. Okay. And so far, they've donated over six million meals. Have they? And they actually give me a, a little... Um, record of how many meals I have lo uh, I have donated through my uh, subscription um, and actually it's made me think about cooking differently because they, they've introduced me to a lot more for instance coconut tofu and ingredients that I wouldn't otherwise have used yes but but my auntie said that it's introduced her to think differently even though she's a good cook yeah but you get used to cooking yeah, your right. signature dishes. We got stuck in our way. I was talking talking to Jane and saying, you know, this is, I find it all a bit stressful, this coming up with meals. And and uh, so we decided to go to Mindful Chef. And we chose that company because I used to work with a courier company called Absolutely, who distributed or delivered the Mindful Chef meals. Yeah. And so I knew they were good. Because yeah. anyone that chose Absolutely must be genius. Right. And, um, and I've been really impressed by the company and the, the whole method. And you can return, they, they, they use ice packs and, and uh, insulation materials, but you can return all that. There's a system for posting it back to them. Oh, amazing. Uh, so they're a really responsible company. I love them, actually. Mm. And uh, that's, it's a bit strong, but you know. But there's no leftovers. There's no leftover. That's the genius, you see. I mean, sometimes I think, 
actually the portions are quite good even for yeah. me and I'm a pig um, you know I, I never think cool I got chiz there I think no, that was reasonable and they, they get really nice quality stuff by the yeah. way they can obviously resource it from wherever they want they skip out the whole supermarket business mm. and um, yeah I've been quite taken with it really wow. it's quite nice every week choosing your meals you know ah. um, you can sort of sit around of an evening with your loved one pondering your menu selection for the days ahead well that's good to know and uh yeah i'm sure people listening will take a look at those on your recommendation yes no but look i'm returning to leftovers which is a fact of life mm. do you ever convert the leftovers into something new or different or is it just the same thing eaten a day later or two days later because i'm sure after three days if it's it gets... a sauce or i can have it with I've had it with rice one day I'll probably have mashed potato or just regular boiled potatoes but I do try to zhuzh it up a bit but not too much one of my housemates has used his leftovers to do a wrap or oh, yeah. an omelette or a wrap that's a good idea because it disguises everything yes I remember I was deeply scarred one year I used to go skiing in Bulgaria mm. uh, with a lot of my family my brothers and nephews and, and um, our kids and um, I think we went to Bulgaria because it was pretty cheap and also um, there were plenty of um, Bulgarians who took advantage Never. of Never. Yeah, really odd that isn't it? Yeah. I mean fancy finding Bulgarians in Bulgaria I and mean, most, of, most of the time the Poles are over here and you know anyway. Um, what I'm trying to say is that there were, there were Bulgarians cooking pancakes on little makeshift you know, sort of burners and things. As you came back from the skiing and trudged up the slope, nice back to your hotel, there would be like, like a sort of arcade or an alley of pancake makers, and mm. and these Bulgarian women, I think they were just one generation from the potato farm or, or whatever. They were, you know, well-built women, okay, no nonsense women, and they would make no nonsense pancakes. And what was and what with, were on with with the thick layers, thick jam. But the reason why I'm referencing Bulgaria is because when you went to the hotel, yes. you had an evening meal. Mm-hmm. When you came down in the morning for breakfast, breakfast was the same as the evening meal, but they chopped it up into smaller pieces. So A bit like bubble and squeeze. <laughs> it wasn't even another thing. It was just the same thing right. chopped into smaller pieces. So that was their approach to leftovers, disguising it brilliantly. Yeah. So that it took me a couple of days to work out what the system was you know that you whatever was left from the evening meal got chopped up and represented yeah. um, in fact I just tried that little trick on you didn't I I gave you lunch it was pretty much the same as you had yesterday yeah and that's did, fine did, did you notice I did I, mean, I, I tried to slip and in you also announced that it was the same <laughs> there was some crab pate in there, there as was, well yeah. I, mean, I was trying to disguise it a few extra additions but yeah I think it's fine having yeah, leftover dinner for lunch, or leftover lunch for dinner. But uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Well, I was going to say, my mum likes to cook for the whole street. She makes so much, and she's prepared. If anyone comes in, she'll fe- be able to feed them. Yeah. But then this is also good because having three children, she'll put the leftovers in the fridge. And if we get hungry, instead of bothering her, she'll say, well, there's some leftovers in the fridge, heat it up Hmm. and eat it. 
which my brother William would love. He'd go in, he'll get the leftover rice, the curry, yeah. and devour it sooner think? than anyone else. So if yeah. I got hungry and I'd go for the leftovers, yeah. gone. Now look, Sarah, I think we could change the world ever so slightly here, and we are into this whole homespun wisdom. Do mm -hmm. you remember when things were called second hand? Yes. And then what are they called now? Vintage, reused, recycled. Previously retro. loved. Previously loved, there we go. Now look. Pre-loved, yeah. Or previously owned or previously loved. I think, that, I think it may have gone through previously owned to previously loved. And so you feel now that you're buying something that, that has a bit of history, that has a bit of patina, you know, has been mm. around a while and that you're not having to have been the difficult first owner. You know, somebody's done all that hard work taking all the knocks, taking the devaluation, and now you can just step in. Now, do you think leftovers could be given a makeover? Do you think we could call it something else? Well, the... Could we, could we call it... Well, I'm, I'm, this is an open subject. What, what, because let, the word leftovers, or the two words, just doesn't have a ring to it of something... <clears throat> why didn't your mum say to you, why don't you help yourself to some leftovers? You think, I think we can improve on that. Yeah, but sometimes you just need to say what it is. It is what it is. But, yeah, but have you heard there are restaurants that are zero waste? Zero, that's the one. Zero. Well, that doesn't sound very attractive. Help yourself to some zero waste. Well, they'll be called something else, but then their whole ethos is explained that they mm. are using the whole of the vegetables, mm. the leaf of the cauliflower, the, yeah. the, the nose to the tail of the cow. Exactly. There yeah. is nothing thrown away no uh, that's an absolutely commendable approach and I, I think when i was talking about mindful chef i think they also have a, a zero everything policy mm. you know, zero tolerance to my complaints actually i did write them a note saying that their food in you know was, whilst very good the pictures of the food didn't always look cold oh. you see and I, I i was trying to say that if they could persuade their photographer that having gone through all the trouble to make the food and present it on the table just at the last minute before they took the picture, just pour a bit of boiling water on to create some backlit steam. Did we discuss that before? Yes, at dinner. Yes, okay, but not on a podcast. No. So we're not boring people. Hopefully not. But look, you, you've avoided my, my point here, which is leftovers needs to be updated. I mean, if we take the previously loved approach of things, uh -huh. what could we call leftovers to make them seem more attractive? Sarah, <laughs> go to the fridge, this is your mother, talking so please go to the fridge and help yourself to some previously handcrafted some um i can't say vintage well we can't agonize about this and, 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 leave, and leave gaps some overnight marinade <laughs> i don't know i don't know what right. else could you call well, we, it we're not going to you know sometimes we get to it just like that maybe we'll we'll come back to this when we've had a little think the point is nobody has come up with a better term for leftovers have they they haven't i mean what happens when you go to a restaurant and you can't eat everything on your plate what do they call that when you ask for a doggy, doggy bag. bag yeah which never makes sense in this country and i always thought you see on american films or they they take home a doggy bag not until i went to america did i really understand the huge portions the huge it? portions yeah. i was like this is why they take home their leftovers because there's enough to eat for another day or two you see the whole idea of calling it a doggy bag and you're saying it never gets to the dock right well they don't even have a dock yeah 
So the, the whole idea is what some sort of euphemism to not call it what it is, which is leftovers. Mm. <laughs> so your mum never said... Go to your... the fridge and have some doggy, doggy bags. <laughs> I've got a couple of doggy bags in the fridge for you. No. No. I mean, that wouldn't work either. No. I, I think, I, I think our fine. listeners, can, they can talk to us on, on Apple, can't they? Yes, you can leave a comment in the review I mean, if section. Any, if any of you think we could do better, I, I think, just imagine how much food waste could be avoided, and there's a lot of food waste. There is. There are even apps these days where you can save food waste from restaurants and various food outlets, oh. which I discovered a couple of years ago, I think it was like 2017, there was a small article in Time Out magazine, a tiny paragraph in between, like in the middle of a full page other article. It was well hidden is what I'm trying to say. It was advertising Too Good To Go, which is a food yeah. waste app. You can... And the, the two was number two, was it? No, it was two oh, with two. double O. And To Go was a two? No. That was a two. They have written... Oh. Every letter of the word. I just assume today you've got to mix up numbers and words. No, the, no the way to throw people off is to spell things correctly and have correct grammar. <laughs> but too good to go. And I thought, this sounds amazing. In 2017, there weren't many uh, outlets on there, any shops and things. But I tried it, selected something from a, a jerk chicken restaurant, went down, collected selection of jerk chicken, some rice, and they even threw in some plantain for me for £3.50. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I have Results. had cakes from the most exquisite bakeries. I've had yeah, sushi you, 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 from fancy restaurants. You, you took me on your dodgy deal down to Paul Rhodes There's here in There's nothing Greenwich. dodgy about you, you, it. You, you, it's you, super you, you, savvy. You spent some money. You had no idea what they would give you when you went down there. Oh, yes, that's the catch. But we went down there, and they gave you an amazing sourdough loaf, loads of biscuits and cakes and things I mean, yeah you made out like a bandit exactly but look, but look can I, I just finish about this have got time for that yes yes, yes. i've got something i need to say before we finish yeah i'll let you speak in a minute but this too good to go app you don't know what you're getting when you when you purchase a magic bag as they say but then there are other ones there's karma which you can select what you want and they'll sell it to you on the app for a reduced price than buying it in store and then there's another one that, that people can use at home. So if you've bought, I guess there was a special offer of five jars of mayonnaise, so to say, and you tried one of the jars and it wasn't fantastic, you thought, oh, I've got four of these, so I, I don't just want to throw them in the bin. Yeah. I think this app's called Oleo. Oleo. You can put on there three jars of mayonnaise, come and collect, and someone okay. will come and so collect. So you can break down bulk. Yeah. Can I tell you a little ruse I have come up with, no. um, which which helps enormously with this whole thing of making too much food? Tell me. It's called a Tiffin tin. Right. Um, I thought that was just for storing the food. No, no, no. Um, tiffin tin is, is, for anyone that, I think we may have discussed this before, but basically it's a stackable series of tins, typically three, maybe four with a lid and then a clasp mechanism and a handle so you, they can the whole thing can be transported. And it's actually used in India to, to send lunch down to the men folk in the quiet moments of the, when the railway's not at rush hour. Right. So, and, and there's a system for getting the, each tiffin tin to the place of work of the 
of the gentleman. Or um, the employees. The employees. Well, yes, it's produced at home. It's home-cooked food sent yes. to, to the workplace because they haven't got Pret-a-Manger yet in India that I'm aware of. And um, so anyway, I adopted this and I found a, a wonderful maker of Tiffin Tins over here. Mm. They're actually double-walled, so they're better insulated. And what, what it means is you can put hot food in and it'll be good for an hour, maybe. Mm. Specifically, you put a good bed of rice at the bottom. Okay. And then you can have two curries. And so I know that my um, daughter-in-law right. cooks amazing Indian food. And uh, so I bought her, as a sort of sly present, one of these Tiffin tins sets with three decks. So I know that when she makes too much food, you know, rather than having all the stress and ag of putting it in the fridge and throwing it away three days later, but what she's now encouraged to do, I remind her of this regularly, mm. is, is put it into the tiffin tins. Right. And then she can present it to me as, you know, as home-cooked food um, rather than leftovers, which is what it probably was. I see, yeah. But if she listens to this, I'm full of high jump and I'll never see another anything from her. But it, her food is so delicious. I, I, I have to remind her that you know she's got a set of tiffin tins and I'm sort of here... Like two twiddling, down the road. twiddling my thumbs, <laughs> and I've deliberately made Mindful Chef, you know, not so often now, so that I have room in my life for a tiffin tin or two. But I mean, it could be—I think it was about twenty pounds, mm. which seemed remarkably good value for three double-walled ones. It, it was from a company called the Tiffin Company or something. But this is also <laughs> a thing that how you store your leftovers, because you're not really meant to heat up food in plastic containers. No, that's right. Because the plasticizers come out into the food. Exactly. And then also, we're trying to use less plastic in general. Yeah. So some of these places on this food waste app, you can take in your own food container and mm. they'll fill that. But then you've also got various ways of storing what bamboo containers are quite popular these days. My mum recently bought some nice glass storage containers and you can clip the plastic lid on top. So then if you take it out, if you were to go to your place of work, you can pop it in the microwave safely. Yeah. And yeah, there was one time I'd had quite a collection of Tupperware, some actually purchased from a shop, not just freebies. But I thought the whole point about Tupperware is you had to go to a party at home and buy it you can't I mean when you say Tupperware you can buy Tupperware yes you can but then you can is it actually also... Tupperware or is it just look alike well it's a plastic container whatever yeah, no 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 no. it's important because Tupperware Mr Tupper actually came up with a with a system for ladies to sell it to each other right be like Avon Cosmetics okay you know there was no max factor in the Tupperware world to upset anybody well everyone knows what you mean when you say Tupperware plastic containers so we had some that were bought from the shop and then a load that came from takeaways which I wash out and store yeah. in my Tupperware Have cupboard. you found out there are three versions Daniel, of Daniel, can plastic? I just tell my story? Yeah. <laughs> so I had quite a collection because obviously if there's leftovers from whoever made food in the house they can put it away, put it in the fridge or the freezer. One of my housemates, I won't name Jack, decided to clear out the cupboards mm -hmm. and throw away all the Tupperware. And I hadn't realized this until I went to store my food away and there was nothing to put it in. Hmm. 
So that's the stress. I mean, so do you, do, riveting story, I know. So you didn't want me to say what I was going to say because you wanted, I to had, yeah. you wanted to finish that story. I had to keep the pace of my well, story I'm sure, going. I'm sure all 17 of you out there will, will agree with me that it was well worth the wait. Yes, and you can't do figures now because this is like three months away. <laughs> well, it's all a joke anyway because there's way more than that. I mean, there's apparently 17 in Ghana. So, look, what I was trying to say is there seem to be rival versions of these plastic Yes. takeaway things yeah. they don't they're not interchangeable so you, if you buy from different takeaway companies and we mm. all do yeah we all have the indian the thai the chinese you know etc they're not interchangeable so you've got to have some system for knowing and the worst thing is you know is when you're fishing around for the lid for that one and i just wish they would all standardize it why, why can't we just have one they should of, yeah but my method and, is storing these containers store it with the lid on oh you see i had a fight with jane this morning about that right because she i i put them on so i when i get one i know it fits yes but she doesn't like that because it takes up more space so she likes to put them all inside each other and the lids somewhat somewhere else and so you, it's you well know, if you do it that way then group them so it will be like a concertina is it when yeah yeah i guess and then you can tie it tie oh, it well, together that's it you know if you create complexity you have to have a system yeah I, I don't like complexity, I like simplicity, so I would rather keep just as many as we can store ready-made, mm. and that's the limit then, Yeah. rather than having enough to feed the average army on the move. Yes. My mum's got um, quite an array of shop-bought containers, Yeah. and it's an absolute nightmare. Remember order versus chaos? No, I don't remember that. What did we call that one? You're a mess. You're a mess, yes. If you didn't listen to that, by the way, and we noticed that not as many people did listen as we thought should, Please go back to it. It's definitely one of our best contributions to 21st century thought. So my mum is quite orderly in some aspects. She told me off for this one. But then she's also quite chaotic and her Tupperware container cupboard is yep. chaos. Yeah. That I willingly opened it up and tried to sort everything out and then you end up throwing away a load because there's no lid anywhere for it. Yep. Maybe you've gifted someone a lovely meal to take home with them. Yep. And they've never returned the Tupperware. No. Or they've covered it with foil. You but see, this um, Tiffin Tin maker, actually on the outside of their box, gives you the whole ethos. But it started with reducing plastic waste, because that's mm. what they meant. And now we have this system where we have a set of Tiffin Tins here. Yeah. And Minal and Samuel and Aria have a set over, you know, around the corner really mm -hmm. and so it's just there to hand if you make too much yeah you don't have the problem you just put it in the tiffin tin and whisk it round. Whisk it you know, round. I'm, I'm waiting for my chicken chetanad my matta paneer with pilau rice and you know chapati or two I'm just, mm. just sitting here thinking well it will be on its way eventually I used to work in catering <laughs> and rarely did they let you take the leftovers home they were very worried that you'd become ill and oh, I was yeah. like, I don't mind the detox. Give me the free food. Yeah. And I love it when they say, yes, take the food and I'm prepared. I've already got Tupperware in my bag because I've probably worked three or four other jobs that day. So I've had to go prepared with a packed lunch. And then they say, take the food. I can load up the Tupperware that I've got. My colleagues are looking at me like, how come you're so prepared? I was like, well, I've been working in catering for so long, I just carry Tupperware with me all the time. And I did start to do that. Whenever I was working a shift, 
Yeah. I'd make sure I've got a but container. I, I, I must admit, I, my experience working in catering is doing washing up somewhere, but... Oh, no, uh, these were fancy you events. Yeah, I, I can imagine. But, I mean, uh, I always thought that was part of the deal. You know, you didn't get paid a lot, but you could take... No, no some of the that, event changed. managers are so miserable and the chefs were just moody and they think, oh, I've prepared this so well, it's only worthy of the guests who'd been invited to this dinner that they wouldn't let us hard-working minions take it. Mm. But if I was caught off guard and doing an extra shift last minute... And I didn't have Tupperware. Behold, I would go round the kitchen to find the container the chefs would use to then put the food in and then wrap it up with cling film. Some days we even got to take home wine, but the wine was open. So then you're trying to find ways of decantering a half bottle to make a full one and then stopping it so you can carry it home to have this very delicious probably vintage I'm, I'm having trouble with this image um, you know Sarah you come and work for the stealing, company stealing sneaking skulking around the back of kitchen no duck, this is not stealing this is when the. No, no, I didn't use the word stealing do I no I, I meant you know just surreptitiously trying to purloin is that a better word yes Pur actually sorry to cut you off oh no that's right I do it to you all the time apparently <laughs> At my college... It's called a conversation, has, by the way. At my college, there had been a tradition for many, many years within the students that they would go to a particular bakery at the end of the day once they've cleared up the shop and put their leftovers, their waste, into clean bin bags. This is going to sound really disgusting, but it wasn't. Because it was, they knew it would be collected by the students, did they? No, they didn't know that. Right. I think a few times they did know people were rummaging in their garbage bins to take out delicious loaves of bread, still warm sausage rolls, packets of ice buns. And the ironic thing is, it's a bunch of dancers with their head in their bins, the legs in the air, pulling out all this food. <laughs> Nobody else could manage the uh, gymnastics. And no one else could manage the gymnastics. But yeah. then other people did because sometimes we'd get there and the food had gone. We're like, who's taken this? Yeah. But it was probably people from another year. But this had gone on for years and years and years. I don't know whether it still does. But not, not Greg's then? No, it was, there was no Greg's in there at the time. It was Baker's oven. And sometimes we'd be so unlucky, they'd lock, they'd padlock the bin shut so we couldn't get the food out. Oh, my God. I know, terrible. Food measures, countermeasures, you know. Let's have war start. Yeah, but can you imagine they're locking something to look, deprive people who could have been starving? Yeah. So here, here's a here's food. a really important question for you. Tell me, ask you, me. You know, fire away. Not gonna, you won't find this embarrassing. Like a lot of the questions I pose to you when I sort of appear to get ready to ask you a, a question. It's you know, no, it's not to do with relationships. Or love that's affairs. fine. It's, uh, it's if you got this loaf of bread, let's say from Paul Rhodes down the road here. Yeah. Paid full price, let's say it was four fifty, right? I mean, if you, if you got it for two pounds or, or something, yeah, because you got it in, as part of your deal. What was it? your deal? It's called leg over deal or something. Um, oh no, I'm talking about that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, would you enjoy it more? 
What know, if we... I paid full price for no, it? No, 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 half price. I oh, mean... I always enjoy something at discount. I mean, but do you en- would you enjoy it more than the full price version? Would you be saying, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, delicious? Yeah. Even better because it, you know, otherwise, does it affect your enjoyment, in other words, how much you paid for something compared to what other people have paid, particularly? If, yes, a lot of the time, unless you're eaten out paying full price in a, in a very lovely setting and you think, do you know what, this is worth every penny. But if it's come to the end of the day and they're still selling that bread for £4.50 and you take it home and it's starting yeah. to go a bit stale, you're not really enjoying it. No, but no, if no. you've gone in at the end of the day and they said, oh, do you know what, you can have it for £2, better yet, it was just about to go in the bin. You can have it for free. They do that sometimes in yeah, press. Or they give you one for free. It, yes. Yeah, or something. Some you sort think, of deal. Oh, my goodness. Thank do, you so much. Well, don't do that when you're buying, you know, fuel effect coal fires at B&Q, though, do they? No. Well, that's another story. That is another story. It will be. Well, um, I mean, just to finish on that point, then, do you know what the reference Stolen Kiss is? Tell me. A stolen kiss. A kiss that is stolen. Yeah, do you know what it means? I mean, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make here is that a surprise kiss. Right. That's what I think a stolen kiss is. Yes. Know? One where you were taken unawares. Oh, yes. And so you had no chance to prepare yourself. Right. It just was overwhelmed you, the, the impact, you know. Uh-huh. And sometimes stolen things have that, you know. There's, there's more emotion in it. There's more... There's more, um, you know, sort of sense of achievement about it. It's so we should go out and steal. <laughs> I don't. Know, is that what you're trying to say? I'm, I'm confused. Well, I, th- I think, no, I don't think it's. I should advocate stealing. All I'm saying is that if you get something, let's call it illicitly, yes, whatever that means, mm-hmm. um, that it, you know, the illicit gains. I mean, it, it's more enjoyable. Oh yeah. Than just being the mug who paid four pound fifty full oh. price. You know, you, you you're sort of thinking, I'm smart. And here's the proof. And every time I cut a slice and toast it, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's, it's, it's proof of my my genius. You know. Uh. Um, so, yeah, um, we're supposed to be talking about leftovers. I know. We, we somehow got onto the subject of cheap food, but um, well, it, it's leftovers. Yeah, from... it, it, you're you're avoiding then binning food in yes. many ways because that's the next place it's going to go. Yeah, it's like yeah. reductions in supermarkets. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you go to that um I aisle? love the reduced section. That's the stuff going out of date that day, isn't it? Either that day or the day after. So I noticed that when we went to CEO Jones of Broccoli yeah. um, the other day, you um, immediately picked up... I was trying to find... I was looking for the offers. Yeah, I was looking for the Taste Awards that had one, two or three stars. Yes. And the multi-award winning products. Mm. And you... We're looking for anything on discount. Yes, because you, Daniel, are a man of a certain age who has paid off his house and whatnot and got a steady job. And me, I don't really know where my next meal's coming. I might be eating out of the bin. What do you mean? I'm I'm cooking for you most days, as far as I can see. And uh, and I don't have a steady job. I work for myself, thanks, all the same. But you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. But you did find two amazing packs of gingerbread biscuits that were going out of date that day. I think they'd be made for the Christmas season. They were. Yeah. But they're biscuits. They were good biscuits. When have you ever seen a mouldy biscuit? <laughs> well, I'm thinking. I mean, nothing nothing like a biscuit survives long enough in this house <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to even get close to the sell-by date. That's a good point, actually. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm sure such things exist, but not, not anywhere near me. 
Um, I mean, I get through 1.3 kilos of broken biscuits from the House of Lancaster in a, in a, in a couple of days. You know? Oh, I would never tell. No, no. Um, but I do like the reduced section and the offers because then you'll find something that you probably want to try but not willing to pay full price. Yep. And if it's awful, you think, oh, well, good job I didn't pay full price for that. Or if it is right. slightly cheap and you think, actually, that was really good. I don't mind paying full price next time I go in store. Yeah. There is a story about Jones of Broccoli, though. Did We're giving know? these people lots of advertising. Well, he's brilliant. Michael. Okay. For some reason, whenever I go to Big Yellow, he's always there. Is he? Yeah. So we ended up having the gingerbread a, biscuits there? <laughs> we ended up having a kind of a Big Yellow sort of thing. You know, we'd park up at the same time. and So I went to see him in, at, at Jones of Broccoli. And... Mm. Um, I hope I didn't mention this on a previous podcast, but the Spanish word for bollocks is cojones. Right. So to make Jones into cojones, you just need to add a C-O in front. Mm. So And his staff are mainly Spanish, and because he sells a lot of Spanish staff. Right. So on one occasion I went in there and I, I was asking them, you know, is this, was it originally called C.O. Jones of Broccoli? You know, and no one was getting it, you know, C.O. Jones, why would it be C.O. Jones? Yeah. And uh, then they got it, cojones of yes. broccoli, you know, big balls of broccoli. I mean, that's a great and, name for it. And they, they, were all, they were all laughing a lot. And then the next time I went there, I, I came up, you know, from broccoli and I uh, passed the co-op. You mm. see, and I realised that the co-op had been called the op, but they'd also put the CO in front of it, the, the, you know, as in co-op. Yes. So when I went to Jones of broccoli, I said, you know, it's catching on this CO business. You Daniel, know. have we told this story in our... Maybe we should have finished the show when we said we were finishing it. Well, I, I doubt anyone either remembers or maybe even heard that episode. So uh, we probably okay. got away with it. If you did Sorry. hear it for the second time, I hope it was even funnier. <laughs> some, yeah, I like some, that. some jokes do benefit from a bit of repetition. I mean, you know, maybe the hundredth time you'll finally get it. Um, but yes, I think you're indicating to me... That yes, you should I, shut up. I do, only joke it. I my, do apologise, Mum. I'm not being disrespectful at all and my shin <laughs> isn't hurting at all but I think it's been delightful Sarah maybe you'd like to say something to you know because there is a gavel coming which makes the point more forcefully than than you ever could but yeah off you go girl well Daniel thank you for joining me today and sharing your wisdom what do you mean joining you you're at my gaff oh well anyhow guys thank you so much for listening to myself and Daniel on homespun wisdom talks with my neighbour Ciao for now. Bye.